0: Welcome back to the Mailin Podcast. Good morning. If you're listening on Thursday morning, good afternoon. If you're listening on Thursday afternoon, good night. You use our voices to fall asleep at night. I don't know, Sally. Good morning to you though, Sally, how are you?
1: Are you gonna go through a whole script for like the whole week? Like what if somebody's listening to this on Saturday morning?
0: Then they're probably hungover. And, and let me just tell you now, it gets better. Oh, Give it wow. about six okay. hours. What's going on with you?
1: Nothing. nothing? Literally nothing. I made a delicious smoothie this morning, mm. and that's all I have on the docket. Literally, <laughs> actually, that's false. I don't. That's not all I have on the docket. It wasn't delicious. It was delicious. I just remembered as we were saying this because normally my Wednesday's like my day off. Mm-hmm. I record. I go pick up Fritz. We take a group nap. He goes to the crib. I go to my bed. It's which a which is delight. also at the crib, which is also at my crib. But it, it's a it's a delight filled. Nothing day. It's a me day. Uh, I just remembered, as you asked me that, that Mm -hmm. I got a letter from the DPS saying that my license has been compromised. Oh, no. And like a data breach. And that I have to go in and take a whole new picture. And I don't know if they have to like send me, like give me a new driver's license number. I don't know. But the first time I got it, I was like, this is a scam. And I just threw it out.
0: I was I was gonna that's my first <laughs> but they sent
1: me a second notice like two days ago. I was like, God damn it. So they're like, we'll get you in, whatever. But like it doesn't matter if they give me like the prime time of appointments and like see me right away. That's still such a hassle.
0: That's brutal. Yeah. It's gonna be a bummer. It used to be awful, like peak COVID. Yeah. I, I was getting my like New York to Texas kind of thing done. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, I it did took my me, name change during that. Yeah. Oh, it's not great. Not
1: great. Uh yeah i don't know i don't know what it's gonna entail like if i have to change my driver's license number i think that's on like a, d- a bunch of stuff
0: i couldn't tell you i think it's probably like more of the like i think like irs but like what's stuff what's gonna happen or...
1: if i don't do it are they gonna like stop me at the airport and be like this license isn't real like
0: mm, i don't know i have no idea how how deep does your driver's license number go i know i put it in for things like registration and whatnot but i don't know i don't know how affected your life is because of it i have my own situation that i got to deal with my bank of america debit card sometime in early march was compromised i got a charge from a bunch of random numbers and letters for like 150 bucks i'm like obviously that they flagged it they're like this is not real just confirm that this is not you and i did okay your debit card's been compromised we'll send you a new one fine whatever thank you bank of america for taking care of it i get my new one in the mail i activate it and like 24 hours later that same charge hits for like oh, a different shit. amount but same random numbers and letters the Russian's and, got you. and again i'm like okay well now it's like a security breach now i change passwords now i change pins and this and that i'm cha- i changed everything yeah Cancel the card, new card shows up. Third time, I get this thing, I activate it. I'm like, I think I'm good. Same charge hits. And so now I am on my fourth debit card. I have not activated it yet because I don't know what to do, except for call Megan America and be like, "Is my account and routing number like compromised? I don't know what's yeah. going on, my passwords. And it's not like it doesn't say somebody's logged in. Yeah, It's just somebody's charging my card. From it's an, a, a job an at the unknown bank, location.
1: There's gonna be a Netflix show about this.
0: I don't know what's happening. I just I guess I have to call them, but I, I that's gonna take
1: government's six conspiracy.
0: Maybe it is. Maybe probably I owe, like maybe do I like owe something? It. But it's it's not like it's just weirdly like $147.24.
1: But you said it's a different amount every time. Every
0: time, different amount, but always around 150. It's weird. I don't know what's happening so i've just refused if to... it was
1: less I, th- I would think it'd be one of those like you know how when you connect your bank account to venmo and it like charges you a dollar to make sure that that's the account it's supposed mm-hmm. to go to yeah. or whatever
0: and it's different combinations of numbers and letters but it's all the same thread of like number up like asterisk bunch of numbers and letters it's w- it's weird it's annoying uh and i'm actively just Doing nothing about it because i have like a I've little beaten peon down
1: that this is happening too, but there's a greater conspiracy happening.
0: I, honestly, sure. I, I, there's like in the back of my mind, I think it has something to do with my dad and like a collection kind of situation that I'm just unaware of. And I probably should figure it out. Like, is the government garnishing my wages? But they, that doesn't, that's not how it works.
1: Right. I yeah. I would call Bank of America. Yeah. I'm just
0: going to have to figure that out. It's very annoying. You have to do it today. Yeah. I'm going to do it today i will i will
1: just like i'm gonna call the dps that i've been meaning to do for a couple of days
0: same okay accountability right here i'm gonna the test annoying... you at the end of the day
1: what is another adult task that you have to do that you just absolutely put off doing until like it's just uh, becomes so egregious i mean like... doctor's appointments like will hasn't had his car inspected since january of last year
0: yeah and the I, last
1: time this happened, he just got a new car. That was how he his his inspection was overdue by like almost two years. He mm-hmm. just got a new car. then this inspection was good for two years. now it's been a year, so he's at the three year mark a little over three year mark. His lease is up in like two months mm-hmm. and I think I'm almost positive he's just going to get a new car to oh like I, getting at inspected.
0: this point i would I would ride it out.
1: The inspection's like 30 minutes and $30.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I've done similar with my previous round of car work, which I joined the four-digit club on uh, repair costs. That was fun. Um, just like, kind of waited. I had an inspection due. Brakes were going. Then a light went out. Then a wiper blade fell off. And so I got to the point of like, okay, once we hit five things to repair, that's probably, probably time to go in. And my check engine light was on for a year because every time I went in to get my oil changed, I was like, hey, would you mind testing this? They're like, yeah. It's just like a fuel exhaust, like barely a leak. You're fine. You can drive on it. It's just going to have your check engine light on.
1: I will drive on a check engine light or a check tire light when the the pressure's off because of the weather change. Right. That's
0: always. It's usually just cold.
1: Entirely too long Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. being concerned about it.
0: The check engine light. I, I got concerned about, went in like that day. And they, once they told me that it was like the, the most minor of check engine lights, I'm like, okay, now it, now it doesn't exist in my brain. But what it does do on my Jeep is that I can't remote start with the check engine light on. So I would go golf and not be able to start my car on, like, on the walk back to the parking lot and get in to a just sauna. Not I yeah, that's, at the end of the day.
1: That's not good in Texas
0: all right i'm testing you at the end of the day okay saying, i'm gonna call dps you, as soon as i get home did you call dps and you're gonna say did you call bank of america okay we're gonna hold each other accountable randy anything you need to take care of today randy's all set anyway we're the mail podcast we can answer your questions probably not about calling to do adult things but we're getting there we'll help you that's our one bugaboo we can tell you what to do we, we won't follow our own advice but we can give good advice
1: well no one's car. calling in asking when they should get their car inspected
0: it's just when the sticker says so yeah although texas like, to, to redo that and it's, now it's, it's like not our responsibility
1: to help you with that honestly Fair.
0: that's that's one you you can write in the question just to procrastinate more yeah tell a friend about the show uh send some clips clips are doing really well on instagram by the way thank you randy thank you adam Appreciate it. Subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at mailinpodcast. podcast. Check out washmedia.shop to pick up some merch. And check out youtube.com slash Mailin podcast to see our faces in 4K. Which... I always say that and then every time i say that i get self-conscious i'm just like oh, we are like really high def right now yeah
1: Chester
0: mm-hmm. to randy for improving the cameras anyway sally want to get started
1: yeah you can start sweet
0: it. brett and sally hello can joggers be business casual little context here i work totally from home and next week my whole team is meeting in boston for the first time ever we all dress very casually in meetings online like t-shirts hoodies and hats but We're told today that there is a business casual dress code. With the exception of sweatpants and suit pants, every pair of pants I own are joggers. They are khaki material and have belt loops. If that makes a difference. Side note, do I just need more pants? Thanks as always, David. Joggers have become a... I was going to say a cancer. That's not really the the right word. They They are... taking over society, my wardrobe, Randy's wardrobe, he's now a joggers guy. Where do you fall on the, the the jogger revolution, especially with men?
1: I don't mind joggers.
0: Okay.
1: I don't think joggers are business casual. No,
0: they're not, they're not.
1: Uh, I do. <laughs> oh boy. Emily told me that she saw you at Ranch X16. I
0: was there, yeah.
1: And she goes, Brett was wearing, a real interesting outfit. And I was like, what was he wearing? She was like, he was wearing some sort of button down and joggers. Like she was confused about the pairing of the button down and the joggers. And then she added that you were in a bolo tie.
0: Oh, I was not in a bolo tie. Are you sure? Po-
1: I feel like that's such a random thing to just make up like he was in a bolo tie.
0: I will I will tease that I was I will be wearing a bolo tie to the Kentucky Derby, but I was not wearing a bolo tie Are on, you
1: sure um, you weren't in a bolo tie? Positive.
0: Because I was wearing so I was wearing, they are sort of joggery, but they're dress pants that just have a, a they're mizzen and mane that have like a tight like a really tapered ankle that like rises up a little bit. It's like a kind of a, a if a suit pant you know like the really contemporary style
1: so would you call that business casual
0: Ooh, yeah i would because they're they're dress pants but they're kind of they're just not joggers but like they have a bottom that's not like the ribbed but clearly
1: bottom. other people think they're joggers i
0: guess so yeah i have a picture of hold on i'm pulling this is also
1: terrible she was, radio she was about your whole getup. Are you sure you didn't put it on for like a second to show the people you were with that you had a bolo tie? No.
0: Here, it's like... The, those pants They're just hot. Okay. Literally those pants. So they're high, like, kind of ankly
1: I guess pants. my stopping point for joggers and business casual would be they can't have a gathered hem. It has to be... Like a straight hem, even if they're tapered, but it can't be like a a scrunched, elasticy hem, yeah,
0: or elasticy. And those, so those pants do, and that's where I'm sure she's like, they look like joggers.
1: You just said they weren't, they're, joggers, but they're not. Though.
0: I like, I am wearing them probably to the derby because they're dressy. I don't, I can't explain them.
1: Randy, I
2: don't. Know. Randy's seen me in them before, but are you? <laughs> I think this whole conversation right now that you're having says, yeah, don't wear joggers to this thing. Guys. Correct.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Correct.
2: Even if they even look remotely like them, they're not acceptable. Just
1: get a pair of chinos. There, the Gap. There, that's
2: the, You know what? That's fair. Or I think Banana that's, Republic. That's fair.
0: Um, yeah, Walk you mean-
1: into Gap, get four for $20.
0: Go to Jacks, New York. J-A-C-H-S, New York. They have ridiculous deals. I'm actually wearing a pair of their pants right now. Um, this is non-spawn. They have just a million different pairs of pants and you get deals. It's like better than Joseph A. Bank deals. You get three pairs of Chinos for like 99 bucks.
1: J. Crew, never buy anything full price, always has Chinos. J. Crew Factory, solid deals.
2: hmm
1: Buy one pair to wear this meeting and yeah. then have them.
0: But yeah, you can't go Jodgers business case. Because you can't tuck a button down into Jodgers, even though I I guess it did. Okay. I need to I, I need to show you this outfit in person right. so you can be the judge.
1: Like you realize how hypocritical you sound right now. Like, I know. Yeah, joggers I, aren't business casual. But I was wearing them on Friday but I can't, with a dress shirt tucked into them.
0: I can't explain to you what these pants are, because they're not joggers, but they're just not not joggers.
1: So they're joggers.
0: But they they have
1: They're 60-40 joggers. They
0: have a they have a, a what do you call it? They have a button, they have Zipper. This
1: guy said that these had a bell loop.
0: They had, yeah.
1: Got me all,
0: all twisted.
1: Okay, in my opinion, fashion is what you make of it. But you don't. If your boss is like. Literally explicitly told you, like, it's business casual. I would lean a little more businessy than casual just to be on the safe side if you're going to meet in person, especially if you're meeting some of these people for the first time, like in person. Fair. Say that they like, he's al- always worked from home and they, you know, but this is the first time in a year that he's like met some of his teammates. I would, I would err on the nicer side of things than the more casual side of things totally agree until you show up and maybe like Sharon is wearing like a purple shirt with a cat on it and then you can be like all right I'm wearing my joggers next time
0: now I wouldn't go uh, I wouldn't go suit but no. I wouldn't try to overdo this but yeah just just get a pair of chinos yeah by the way these pants
1: are they called a jogger on the website
0: no they're not okay But I also don't think I can find them. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's go on to something that uh, I can find and can find quite easily. And that's our friends over at Butcher Box. because my freezer is absolutely loaded.
1: Mine's so loaded that I took a waffle. Well, this goes back. This is my fault because I just need to organize my freezer better. Okay. But I took out a box of waffles and a whole thing of frozen ribs fell on my foot this morning. (laughs) So we clearly need to start making some ribs in our household because we've got like three racks of them in our freezer that i need to make really just, I need will yeah. to like grill or i do would
0: whatever. go uh like some slow cooker ribs
1: that's that's will's dad's like go-to yeah don't sleep they're on great.
0: Some, don't sleep on some slow maybe cooker i'll ribs. call
1: up ross and get the slow cooker recipe because i'm craving ribs they're delicious. And I don't want them to fall on my feet in the morning anymore when I'm trying to get out of waffle.
0: When you think of high quality cuts of meat, Sally, what do you think of? What What's the first thing that comes to mind?
1: Mine's like a like a petite tenderloin fillet.
0: Mm, okay.
1: That I've had one from Butcher Box before. It's a delight. I think of the marbling on that was
0: fantastic. I think of on something the strip, like actually. unrealistic price, maybe unrealistic expectations.
1: Yeah, because you. You go to the grocery store and you see the the quality difference and you're like, Well, <laughs> I either am gonna have like grisly meat or I'm gonna have like I'm gonna spend fifty dollars right. on two steaks.
0: That's where Butcher Box comes in. They give you high quality meat at a price you cannot beat. That's for free, Butcher Box. I'm on a uh, steak tip kick at Kay. this point, a little steak tip salad, perhaps that I've done recently all through our friends over at Butcher Box, boom. They also have really good seafood. And uh, it's, it feels like it's hard to do seafood the right way when you're not you know, just going to get it fresh from a deli.
1: It's hard to do frozen.
0: Yeah, or a butcher, excuse me. But they do it really well. Yeah. And I've done lobster, I've done scallops. Well, because you know it's shrimp. like
1: fresh and then frozen to you, not like frozen for nine months. Exactly, exactly. And then in your freezer for nine more months.
0: So here's the thing with Butcher Box: high quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free and wild-caught seafood, and no antibiotics or hormones. And it's delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping always. You can also uh, customize your box. Do, do, you can pick one off the off the rack, get you a, a good mix, but you can customize it because if you're say you're like not a seafood guy or you're not a red meat guy. You can figure that out. Or girl, ButcherBots has something for you. And Sally, are you ready for this deal? You're a chicken nugget, girl.
1: People do know that about me.
0: People know that about you. Yeah. So you can get free chicken nuggets for a year plus 10% off your first box when you sign up today.
1: That's a screaming deal.
0: Chicken nuggets for free for a year. There's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in. Claim this deal again at butcherbotch.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in. Want to do the next one, Sal?
1: Yeah. Here's an oldie but a goodie. I'm in my late 20s and I'm still trying to settle down or at least find a girl I would like to move forward with. So long story short, after getting someone's number, when should I text them? Furthermore, should I go on a date after texting them or try to have a general text congo- convo first? I'm not one for games, but sometimes I feel like texting right away makes, you, makes me look desperate. What are your thoughts and input?
0: Classic question here, Sally. Okay. These are refresh.
1: I'm going to just say
0: mm-hmm.
1: my initial thought here. Okay. Uh, this guy is desperate. And I I don't mean to say that in like a mean way. What I'm saying is there is a period. I would say for guys, it happens. For girls, it happens much earlier. Like I need to be in a relationship, find a husband, et cetera, et cetera. And then that continues on as your friends get married and the panic sets in. For guys, I think it's geographically, the age is different everywhere. But I would Mm -hmm. say for my guy friends, it happened around 28 shouts where they were like oh shit i don't have a girlfriend now i'm gonna like just flail around like a psychopath trying to get a girlfriend and it's gonna wreak desperation and everyone knows including the girls that i'm trying to hit on
0: Mm, okay
1: does that make sense yeah
0: that i I don't know if randy wants to uh comment on that at all but
1: <laughs> I just th- I I'm like thinking of some of my specific friends that like all of a sudden they went from like being happy go lucky going out meeting girls hooking up with girls sure having casual flings to all of a sudden it was like I have to find someone right now I need to be in a serious relationship immediately mm-hmm.
0: yeah there's like a biological emotional clock thing that happens
1: and when you make that switch it changes. Your outlook on like how you approach everything, mm, okay, and it makes you question shit you wouldn't have questioned before, i.e., texting someone you like, being like, "Hey, what's up?" Mm. or like, "Hey, want to go grab a drink?" This guy like shouldn't be questioning that. Just, just if you like it. a girl, either call her and like.
0: Oh no way! No, you you can't call somebody that you just got their number.
1: I mean, like a few days later oh
0: i mean if you're well if you're on if you've, done if you've couple gone on dates, a date yeah okay if you get a Sorry. number at the bar and like call them the next morning well that's gonna be oh, like boy.
1: serial killer yeah i meant like after a date but I, sure. I think if you get a number of a girl on like a saturday mm-hmm. uh, like even i mean as early as monday but like i would say tuesday is a good time to be like hey you doing anything this weekend because it's early enough in the weekend that she probably the week that she doesn't have plans yet unless she's going Mm. out of town or something okay to plan a casual meetup whether it's a drink or like we're going to be out on friday at wherever district yeah
0: yeah hey me and my friends i i then again you don't necessarily want to like introduce the friends element i know it takes some pressure off but it also kind of Maybe puts off a wrong vibe. Yeah. Like, hey, here's my friend. I'm at a work
1: happier on Friday till whenever if you want to meet up after. Yeah. Whatever. But all I'm saying is that this guy probably a year ago in a like, I don't care if I have a girlfriend or not state of mind, would just regularly do that without questioning it. Sure. Right? Yep. And now it's like, oh, I need a girlfriend.
0: So I almost wonder if... So he's looking for somebody to settle down with. If he, if he didn't say that at all, I think we approach this question differently. Like I think if you get a, say you get a number from Saturday night, I am of the proposal like the style. I guess that I would touch that person that night. And say hey, great to meet you. Yeah. You, there's no there's no intention of like hey come over. It's just right. like hey, awesome to meet you. Whatever. Like talk to you. It's just something super light, casual. Not even expecting a response necessarily. The next week, I think until you've gone on like a couple dates, like two or three, and you had like this is not, we're not talking bumble. We're not talking like trying to strike up a conversation for the sake of getting to know somebody. You have already interacted with this person, met them, and gotten to the point where you have a number. Mm -hmm. I think the first couple dates, even first, definitely before the first one. The reason you're texting them is to set something up, right, not necessarily not like being like banter. Good, good morning, yeah. No, there's no banter involved until after a like date Maybe or two. a
1: smidge of banter, but not like a full blown text conversation for two hours.
0: Right. You're you're texting with intention, not texting with like, "How's your day? Right. Uh, here's a funny meme. Like you're not doing that yet That's because you down don't the line. have
1: the rapport yet.
0: Correct. Correct. You met
1: her at a whatever event.
0: Mm-hmm. You met her at a mixer.
1: It's, it's. I totally agree. If you meet online. It's different because you, need, you like start right. off that way
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you've got to like start the woody banter. But I agree. I don't think there's any need to like start the let's have let's text all day every day about like right. funny shit that's happening to us or memes or whatever the fuck's going on at work. That's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Go on some dates and then just establish whether or not you like each other to text totally. Each
0: other. Yeah. You were you are texting for plan making plan making. Which is different than, right, like we said, bumble and hinge and that's texting to see if there's a connection or something until you meet in person. Right. Then it changes to plan making and if you wanted to respond to an Instagram story, like, ha whatever, fine. But you're not, you're getting, maybe you're even getting horizontal before you're sending like a good morning text. You know what I mean? Or kissing or something, you know, like whatever, you're right. passing that first hurdle before you're like bantering.
1: Yeah, I think of all the people that have dating, I feel like that got my number or got it through a mutual friend or whatever. Ooh, it was always, uh, yeah, it was always like, a, Hey, this is so and so. I met you at wherever, or my, you know, Abby gave me your number. Would love to take you out for some drinks on Friday or whatever, like, or mm-hmm. this weekend. What's your availability, or whatever you want to say? It's short, sweet. You don't have to be a psychopath. So if she responds like Friday, like, okay. Like, you can be like, sounds great. What do you think about this place? Like, you can have a little bit of a conversation, but you don't need to have like a full-blown like, so what are your sister's names?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Like, hey, do you see that uh, New York Rangers and New Jersey Devils game? Like, do you have a hot, like, you're not doing that yet. Because you're doing that on the date. Yeah.
1: But I think my point here is this guy is giving off the vibe like, That he just forgot everything that he's learned in the past 10 years of like being an adult male. (laughs) Like, and I I don't, I'm not trying to shit on this guy at all. What I'm saying is I think that when you get to a point and girls do this too, like when you get to a point where like, I need to find a partner, not just like a, Mm -hmm. I want to like take this person out because I think they're cute. It's like, oh, I, I actually like need a boyfriend or a girlfriend right now. Yeah as I want to be, it's cuffing season. It's really not. But, and I want to like be in a relationship. When you get that about you, it, I think changes your perspective into a point where you like start being insecure, questioning yourself, questioning, like if you're meeting people the right way and you forget like the times that your friends are meeting people or that you've met people in the past, it's been organic. Mm-hmm. And it's been like, even if it's been online, it's still organic. It's not like, of all the people that, I mean, Will and I aside, but like your girlfriends, things like that. It's it's not like you're like actively like out there like, I need a girlfriend who's coming over. It's like, mm-hmm. it just happened. Correct. So I I think it's really hard to get out of that mindset. But if you can take the pressure off of like, I need to meet someone that will make the dating situation easier because the other thing is too if you ask this girl out that you got her number and and your whole back of your mind is like has a 5-year plan that's going to go poorly
0: it's very like very poorly you can't you can't go into something like that thinking of marriage like and it, it
1: it becomes a vicious cycle cuz what happens is like as you get more Desperate for a significant other. Mm-hmm. It makes you ask desperately. And then you just keep getting more desperate. And there's, then you- so, there's
0: like a it's like a cycle that just gets worse and worse and worse because you're so convinced that you need to like you need to bring them home to mom and dad for Thanksgiving. And it's like, oh fuck.
1: Right. And and I think if you pull any of your friends who are in serious relationships and you ask the way they met, even if it's like via bumble or mm-hmm. hinge or Twitter, it's like, it just kinda happened and we weren't really expecting it to, and then it did. Like, you've gotta try to take a step back and be like, okay, if this girl, if I text her and she ghosts me, who cares, you didn't know her. Move on. It's, you gotta like, let that go. And I think people get in that situation where they're like, like so hung up on small things like that that shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally agree. Uh. Randy, did, does that feel, do we answer that question well enough?
2: Eh, sure, I guess.
1: Okay. Did you write that question, Randy? No. Okay.
0: I think the going just nuts and bolts to this question, texting right away, looking for conversation may may feel a little desperate. Texting for plan making is totally different. Uh, and I don't think you can. You don't. You don't have to shy away from shooting a text at the end of the night, being like, "Hey, nice to meet you." Maybe do it. Give it a twenty-four hour, to forty-eight hour. Hey, what are you doing next Thursday?
1: I think even after a first date, if you had like really good rapport, y'all talked mm-hmm. all night, blah blah blah. Texting the next day with a little bit of a conversation starter, like from some inside joke y'all had the night sure. before, is a good way to like keep the interest up.
2: Mm-hmm. instead
1: of just being like okay well we had our one date and i'm gonna wait four days to call her yeah that is gamey but but going right away from like i met you through mutual friend on friday night to like i'm gonna just dive in and ask you how you take your eggs is like not
0: yeah maybe you follow up with like maybe, do maybe that you, on a date maybe you had great conversation And you follow up with an inside joke, or like, uh, well, like maybe that third mard was too much. Like, I'm at my desk right now, dragging. You can follow up with something like that, situational. And then you say, hey, when do you want to run it back or whatever? Yeah. But it's not like, good morning. Yeah. How's your day? Beautiful. Good morning, beautiful smiley face. (laughs) Emoji. Anyway, I'll do the next one, Sally. Hi, guys. My fiance and I are getting ready to send out our save-the-dates this week. Congratulations. Unfortunately, we found out that one couple we are inviting is getting divorced this week, and it's a very volatile breakup. Uh, We love them both but have concerns about them being able to be in the same room together without a blow-up. Obviously, this is not something we want taking place at our wedding. So I was wondering how you would handle this situation. Would you maybe hold back the invite to see if they find some peace with each other? Talk to them directly about the situation, which seems kind of selfish as our wedding is eight months away and they're going through a very tough situation right now. Or just strike them both from the wedding now as to not worry about it down the road. Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you all.
1: Yikes. Yeah. Okay, this depends totally on how well you know the couple, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, agreed. Totally I don't agree. think
1: the couple. It doesn't sound like the couple. Either of them are like in the wedding.
0: Correct. This feels like maybe it's a, a like friend a college group, friend, college, yeah, exactly. who dated
1: and are married. Mm-hmm. For me, I think again situational. If it's like the the wife, it, you're close with both of them, but the wife is like really close with your fiance. Yeah then I think you reach out and, like, send it just to her.
0: I was going to say the closer one gets you top, get d- the top billing here. Yeah. You
1: could always – I mean, okay, if they're, like, super volatile and they are, like, not on good terms, likely they're not going to come together. Correct. Uh, and likely they're not going to come – both show up at the same place unless you're already getting that vibe that they're like showing up at the same place and like screaming at each other
0: yeah give them both plus ones (laughs) (laughs) see where that goes
1: uh i mean you could just totally ignore it send it to their house as like mr and mrs smith even though they're the ball in their court and like let them decide who gets to go to the wedding
0: oh geez i uh, honestly i didn't even consider that option but i don't hate it just like hey sorry We're sending this to y'all like you almost didn't even even play like No,
1: you you that is only an option if you don't haven't heard it from the horse's mouth.
0: Oh, like yeah, they haven't told you yet. Yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. That's only
1: like a play ignorant then and then like two weeks later be like, so sorry, our wedding planner sent out the mm -hmm. save the dates. I did not realize it went to y'all like
0: Yeah. Yeah, you missed you missed the ignorance excuse by a week. Yeah. Because you found it, what did they say? They found out, or excuse me. Yeah. Found out that one couple we're getting we're inviting is getting divorced this week. So maybe they found out. But earlier, if
1: it but. it already sounds like they know, maybe they don't know from the horse's mouth, but it's mm-hmm. like quite messy and everyone knows about it. It's like one of those that's like probably taking over the friend group a little bit. I would I would almost say don't send one.
0: Slow play this for a little bit.
1: Slow play it. And honestly. If they confront you about it and they're like, hey, saw that everyone got their save the dates. Like, what, I didn't what the heck? get one. Be like, hey, I know that you had a lot going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We love y'all. I didn't know. And you can be honest with them. Like, we didn't know who would come. And I didn't know mm-hmm. if that would be too much for you right now.
0: Sure. That's, I think that's fair. Now, if you want to have a separate conversation with both of them, if you're close enough in that scenario, touch one, touch the other. Be like, hey, do you, what do you want us to do? Like, I, we want y'all there, but we understand that this is going through, going through something. Is this something that you want to, like, can we circle back in three months? We'll save you, y'all two spots or whatever it might be, but let's talk this
1: out. The thing about later. divorce is likely it's it didn't, like, if they found out a week ago, the couple's probably known about it for a while. Sure. Right? It didn't, like, come out of nowhere. Yeah. So if you are closer with one of them, you can send a text, be like, hey, we're sending out save the dates. I have yours for you and tom do you want me to send it to you uh i I don't want to like bring up old wounds we love y'all here to support you however we can you just let me know
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think you default to the closer of the pairing and the person who's closest with that person gets to deal with it gets to deal with it yeah and and just see where it goes from there you have eight months so you have some time here uh but
1: And a lot, I mean, even if they both attended separately in eight months, there's a chance that like, it's fine. It's fine. Esque. Okay. Here, here's the caveat I say for that. It's fine in the sense of like your aunt Mary, like not realizing that there's anything going on, but your whole friend group who has been involved in like the whole messy divorce for the past few months is going to be like, Oh my God, Tom is here last night. He was making out yeah. with then so and so. So, like, it is, still is right. drama. You may not be aware of it during your wedding because you've got other shit going on. Your family and, like, other people who are not part of the friend group probably are not aware of it unless they're in a full blown screaming match. But, like, likely that's all your friends are going to be talking about.
0: Yeah, you're right. And I think you but, avoid that.
1: Caveat if they don't come, also your friends will probably be talking about that too. Mm hmm. It just depends on how dramatic it is within the friend group. If it continues to yeah. be dramatic, it's going to always be dramatic no matter what your move is. And no one's expecting you, as the people who are having the wedding, to like make some political, politically correct decision based on what is the best for the couple. That's not your responsibility. You're doing what's best for you.
0: Right. Right. Have I told you lately, Sally, that your, your skin is just unbelievable?
1: Oh, thank you. looks fantastic. You know, I was going to segue into this ad by saying what would be best for the bride and groom going into their wedding.
0: Because of how it it makes you look and feel? Because of how it makes you glow. Well, I just went for the compliment route instead. But thank you. We're talking about Athletic Greens, y'all. Athletic Greens has become a buddy of mine, a cog in my rotation, a cog in my machine. My business development machine is not complete without Athletic Greens. Sally did an eye roll there for those who weren't.
1: I didn't. I didn't do an eye roll. I did an eye raise.
0: Uh, eye raise. So, what is this stuff? Well, it's one delicious scoop of AG1 in the morning that gives you seventy-five high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things, Sally, your routine, everybody knows it by now, but it is what again?
1: My routine is to get up and have it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. I actually mix it and then put a couple ice cubes in it because I like it to be cold and right. I drink it on the way to work.
0: Mm-hmm. Some sort of uh, a pineapple bubble gum kind of flavor.
1: You say bubble gum. I get like more like light pineapple. Okay. Taste. Light pineapple. I actually taste. did put it in my smoothie this morning.
0: There you go. It's I am like a uh, similar kind of thing going out the door. Pop one in, shake it up, down the hatch, boom, rinse it out in the, uh, in the sink, ready to, get, ready to go again tomorrow. Just that easy. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good, supports better sleep health uh, sleep, sleep quality and recovery, and mental clarity, and alertness. Just something that gives you the right stuff to start your day on a health kick. Like if, you're, if you're wanting to build a healthier routine for yourself, whether it's food, drink, uh, sleep, can whatever you, whatever you want to do, AG1 is just a perfect way to take a baby step in the right direction. Capish? So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/mailin. Again, that is athleticgreens.com/mailin to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate in daily nutritional insurance next one
1: yeah oh i'm reading right sure okay hi brett and sally i'm getting married next year my matron of honor has been asking me to think about where i would like to have my bachelorette party i live about an hour away from my hometown which is a large city that is also a very popular bachelorette destination so nashville or austin Mm -hmm. Most of my bridal party lives in that city and my mom has even offered to let us use their house for all of the girls to stay in for free. My question is though, is it a lame move to just have your bachelor party in your hometown. For context, I am 30. Most of my bridesmaids are around the same age. I know a lot of them have other trips planned for the upcoming year, and some are even trying to get pregnant. Being the people pleaser that I am, I am already stressed at the thought of my bridesmaids having to shell out a ton of money for the flight, Airbnb, et cetera, just for me. However, when I tentatively brought up the idea to my future sister-in-laws, who are bridesmaids at Easter, they were polite but didn't seem super psyched about the idea, which has me really questioning this choice. Again, my hometown is typically full of bachelor and bachelorette parties, and there's a ton to do. I just don't want people thinking I'm a lame bride by not going somewhere different and fun. Uh, you should do what you want to
0: do. Absolutely, this is wedding culture at its worst. Yeah. At like this bachelor party or bachelorette party needs to be this HGTV, MTV worthy experience or like vlog worthy experience. It needs. It's about you, and I understand like the people pleaser in everybody doesn't want people to spend a bunch of money wants to have a date where all 20 of their best friends can go that's probably not going to happen people are going to spend money people want to like it's it's I love going to bachelor parties because it is one it's fun two it's it's a celebration of your basically your your entire friendship with this guy or or girl knowing that like hey now you have more responsibility now you're now kids are in the picture now you're gonna have a, a wife who marriage is is the most important thing in your life and now it's like hey we did our job. Now, now go have fun with the rest of your life and adult responsibilities. So it's like it, I get the I don't want you to spend a bunch of money and maybe we won't go to Italy for a bachelor party. But having it in your hometown is is absolutely fine, especially if it's a fun one. Yeah, people do it in in Saratoga all the
1: time. Yeah, I mean I have been to several bachelor parties in Austin. Mm-hmm. There are a couple things I would just be forewarned about. Okay. To just think about. When you have it in your hometown, you run the risk of running into people that you know.
0: Mm, yes. Which Me is whom,
1: fine. Yeah. But like not really something I wanted to do on my bachelorette party. Fair. I didn't have one, but
2: <laughs>
1: when, I When you do have. One. Also not something I want to do on other people's We're having
0: party. one for Will by the way.
1: Okay. Uh that being said, it's, all three of them were kind of different. One of them in Austin, and some of us lived in Austin. The bride did not, okay. but we all went to college at UT. We ended up renting a lake house and mostly spending time like at the lake house. Yeah,
0: sounds fantastic.
1: Outside. We like came in for one dinner, but like it was out mm-hmm. on the lake. So mm-hmm. I think if you're going to do it in your hometown, do it in something that you wouldn't be normally doing. Like
0: Maybe you skip the bar that you go to every other right. day.
1: Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Where you could possibly run into your fiance's friends, because that's just—it's like you don't want. I mean, not that it's you're doing, especially in your hometown, but not that you're doing like nefarious things. It's just Mm -hmm. more that you're like you're on your bachelorette party, you don't have to like explain to like whoever. So like, do something, especially if you're in a big city, like even Austin. There are parts of the city that I like don't go too often. If I was like gonna be in Austin, I'd like. Do a whole thing on the east side where, like, I never really hung out when I was in college, you know? So think about that. Think about also um, especially if people already live in the city. It's nice to have, like, your parents' house as, like, a home-based, like, fun little sleepover. But I would make it into an event where, like, if you want people to stay there, then do something at the house to make them want to stay there. Like, we're all going to, like... Do a cooking class and like open laundry, do the laundry, shower, and all that at my parents' house that night. Have a little slumber party and have that be one night. But don't be offended if people are like, "I want to sleep at my own house." Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you do run the risk if you have it in a a place where everybody lives. Like it's one thing to have one or two people stay at their house. Like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna save money. Totally get that. But then if you have everybody doing it, then it just becomes a weekend where people are meeting up and transient, and maybe that. It's annoying, I guess, if, if you don't have the majority of the group in one location.
1: And I would just figure out what the vibe you want it to be. If you really want it to be like a literal throwback slumber party, make that known so that yeah. everyone's expectation going in is like we're spending the night at our parents' house. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I just – I have been – also, one of them was, like, some people stayed at, like, a fun hotel, which is another thing you could do. Like, a couple, you and then some of the girls who, like, don't live there could get, like, a really nice hotel with a good pool situation, and then y'all mm, could have, yeah. like, kind of a home base. Cabana day. But not everyone has to stay there. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the fun of bachelorette parties, at least for me, is, like, the late nights, we're drinking wine, talking, et cetera. So if people are going yeah. home, you kind of, like, lose that.
0: Totally. Yeah, and that's – and, again, I just – I don't think that – thinking about another person's like trip they're taking to mexico in four months just like you have to compartmentalize and just say hey we're doing it here if you can make it great if you can't because of financial or or travel or or pregnancy totally get it i'm gonna have my people here that can make it and great and that's it
1: i think uh, she's being kind of selfless and she is like i want to be i want to make it work for a bunch of people and now my sister-in-laws are being bitches about it, right? Uh, you can't please everyone.
0: Never, never, never are going to be able to please every single person.
1: So you really should do something that like you actually want to do. And mm-hmm. if you want to do it in your hometown, that's great. You should right. do it in your hometown. Who gives a shit if your sisters in law like it or not? They're, Correct. It's not their party. But if if you're doing it just because you feel like that, is what's expected and you don't want to piss people off and you want to give everyone the opportunity, but really you want to go to Miami, then go to Miami.
0: Go to Miami. Right. Exactly. Like don't do it because you're trying to please Uh, a certain friend or a certain number of people. Do it because you want to do it.
1: But, I mean, if you want to have a bachelorette party in your hometown, especially if it's a town like Austin or Nashville or Scottsdale, where, like, Mm -hmm. people are all the time having bachelorette parties, absolutely do it. There's tons of stuff to do. In my opinion, I would not probably make my friends who live in that city, like, all dress up in matching pink shirts that have logos on them about the bachelorette mm. party and like be on a god forbid pedal pub
0: mm, yeah pedal pubs are tough
1: the worst but i would do fun cool things like i mean even like going out and paddle boarding on like like ladybird lake or something like that, that go run a boat something that like everyone does but mm. like you could do that and like not my concern would be like your friends are gonna be like, fuck! I don't want like my coworkers to see me like running around. Yeah, yeah like your boss doing is a scavenger hunt
0: at the, at a bar or something, and they're like, oh hey. But pink if you're like hat, at nice. fun
1: dinners and you're like doing cool day activities, or you're like hanging out at your parents' house, having like like just a big pool party at your parents' house, who cares? Like do what you want. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, great.
0: The root of this ends up being do what you want to do, and if you want to have two girlfriends. And go to vineyards for a day in wherever, perfect. If you want to have 20 and go to Scottsdale, perfect. If you want to have seven in your hometown and you go to the same bars that you always go to and you sing karaoke or you dance or whatever, do it. But it starts with you because you're never going to please everybody. Correct. Hey, everyone. I am in a dark spot and could use some advice. My dad got divorced from my mom when I was eight. And it was understandably a huge impact on my developmental years. My dad remarried a few years after, and my stepfamily has been a part of my more than half of my life by this point. A few days ago, my dad announced he is filing for divorce again. My mind is racing. What about my relationships to my stepfamily that have grown over the years? What do the holidays look like now? My wife and I are actively discussing children in the near future. We have a house and are a few states away from my dad and that family. When can I call or reach out to those relatives again, those step relatives again, excuse me? Can I still see them sometimes? I'm grieving losing this family that's been a big part of my life, although notably I mostly saw them at holidays and occasions since we've lived out of state for a bit. Any thoughts are welcome. It's so odd going through this again, but this time as an independent adult.
1: Uh, again, this is completely up to you.
0: Correct, because uh, you have built, as an independent adult, that's the key, key phrase right. in this whole thing, you have built your own relationship. Right with these people whether or not they're step family 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 friends you name it you can interact with them as you have built
1: right i would i would reach out as soon as you feel comfortable to like your Mm stepmom and be like hey i want you to know that like i still really like want to maintain our relationship despite like what is going on with my dad sure uh and the other step siblings, et cetera, that you might have, just because you're like using the word step mom, step sibling makes it feel like you're separated. But again, that's like it's not like you're a year into them being married and they're divorcing now. You like yeah. you've known these people for decades, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Totally. Or they're they are
1: you're they're your family. Family, right. Absolutely. Maybe not biologically. Mm-hmm. They're not your siblings, but, like, they're still, like, you grew up with that mom, you grew up with those siblings, like, Mm -hmm. you absolutely can and should, if you want, have them in your life.
0: 100%.
1: I think it's important to also maybe reach out to your dad and be like, hey, I'm understandably still going to maintain a relationship with mom, so-and-so brothers, this aunt, etc. They're your family.
0: And... Again, you are an independent adult. You a married independent adult right. who has your own you you have carved out your own path in life. Right. You've gotten to somewhere because of family and your dad and the step family, but you are you are independent. It's for, you're not you're not on like under the roof. You're not like I'm trying to put it, you're not on that team anymore. Yeah. You have made your own way. Right. And you have every right to reach out and and keep a relationship. And yeah, holidays might look a little different now. Because it's not we're not doing Thanksgiving with everybody, but you you can create another tradition. Now you just
1: pad in an extra day and go see right. stepmom. And
0: there's nothing wrong with that at all. And
1: it, I think it, this is a lot more common than he thinks. Oh, I'm,
0: I'm I'm I guarantee it is. Yeah,
1: because I mean, people, especially like late divorce. I think mm-hmm. it's it's so interesting because I think. When you do, when your parents get divorced when you're young, it's very formative, but it's something you learn to live with and like accept, and regardless of how it affects you. But then you also, when your parents get divorced late, it's so different because even though you are older and can like mentally understand what's going on, I think it affects you almost more because you like. it it, i mean either you know any age it changes kind of how you view relationships and Mm -hmm. but like as kids it's harder to understand you internalize it things like that as adults you still internalize it but for different reasons Mm -hmm. of like why didn't i see this coming like you know it's it's so interesting i know about this yeah it's so interesting watching my friends who like Whose parents divorced when they were like babies. Yeah. And that's the only life they knew it was like new parents, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Versus like my I had a couple of friends whose like parents got divorced when we were like in college or later. And yeah. then it's like, has my whole life been a lie? Like what's going on? And it I mean, anytime like divorce fucks with you. But at the same time, like you said, you are married now. You have your own family unit. You're thinking about creating a family. You can choose for whoever to be a part of that family. If it's no one it's if it's none of your family members, if you have totally. bad relationships with all of them and all of your family is found family of like friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that's fine too, but like you are an adult, you get to choose yeah you get to choose when you're a kid too, but like you don't you know when you're a minor, you get tossed around like yeah when you are an adult, you get to be like, "I had a really close relationship with mom, stepmom I'm gonna keep seeing her just because you're divorcing her doesn't mean I have to pick a side after Twelve years.
0: Correct. You can you can literally be on both sides here, right? Because that is your choice.
1: Even if your dad was married to someone for a year, yeah, and you got close to them, you can maintain a relationship with them,
0: right? Totally.
1: I think, I know it feels really dark because I think divorce, especially if it's a family that you grew up with, it's like now you're going through it a second time. The, The feelings are so different, but also the same. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah. And and as somebody who's gone through it, a late the uh, Parents kind of late divorce. You you figure like is is does that does that increase my odds? Like dude, right. is something up with me now? And especially going through it twice. Right. And he's married. He's probably like, well, does that mean my relationship's going to fail at some point? And no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It is totally. It does not correlate. Like right.
1: It, it, it. I know it's dark and it feels lonely, but the uh, the thing is that your stepmom, your step siblings your dad are not going to be upset with you if you maintain a relationship with all of them. Right. Even if it's messy. Mm-hmm. Even if it's totally messy. Like, if And if they do, that's a perfect opportunity to have a conversation, create a boundary of like, hey, dad, I'm going to still see mom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you have every right to do so because you are, like you said, full circle here, an independent adult.
1: Exactly. I'm Last sorry you going through
0: it. Okay. Yeah, I also am sorry you're going through it. <laughs> here we go.
1: What's the cutoff age for still wearing a belly button ring? Um, I would say 2007. Ooh, the
0: year. The year 2007. Anything after that, Sally's out on. Now, I'm going to be a little more forgiving here, but still careful. I think the cutoff for wearing a belly button ring is when you can't really pull it off anymore.
1: You're talking... Physically?
0: Maybe some physical, maybe some age, maybe and this goes for, for men too, with like the 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 barbed wire bicep tattoo kind of situation. Like, hey, at some point you just gotta you gotta move on. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm I'm, I'm empowering and saying, Hey, if you if you wanna rock it, rock it. If you wanna flaunt it, flaunt it. I'm yeah, just we're I'm just all not, not empowering gonna be... people
1: here, but literally, Brad, I want your true take. You're hanging out with a girl. Y'all have been talking. It's been a couple months and then you go to the pool for the first time together and she's got like a full chandelier hanging from her belly button. What are your thoughts?
0: I that? I am not into it. Correct. I'm I'm not going to say I'm not attracted. Like it doesn't it doesn't take away but it's not adding. And it might take away a little bit.
1: <laughs> okay. I thankfully never got a belly button ring because, mm-hmm. one, I don't like have a cute belly button, I don't think. I also have a scar on the side of my belly button where I had a oh, mole removed. So like that, I don't like need to call attention to that. But getting You're... a belly button ring in high school, like probably my sophomore year, and in a similar vein of like wanting to highlight my hair, mm-hmm. both my mom put her, her foot down. Mm. Both I'm very glad I did not do. Okay, Cause highlighting my hair would have just looked like cat pee yellow, it would not have <laughs> been good. With my hair color i'm not saying that people shouldn't highlight their hair i'm saying me specifically should not have highlighted my hair got it got it uh a belly button ring also i it it reads and like at the risk of like sounding maybe i sound old-fashioned it reads lower back tattoo for me okay i just think that was a phase when i was like in high school that i am i i didn't even realize people still had them do people still have them
0: I don't know i don't, I don't think I, I feel like it literally least, would be so, like
1: more normal in my opinion for someone to have like a nipple piercing than it would for them to have a belly button ring
0: i i don't disagree i don't disagree I, and nipple piercings like you can like see them through a bikini kind more of thing like
1: and, hey i'm a hot girl than like, hey like I'm, a belly I'm, button i party
0: ring. yeah i party
1: i think yeah. a belly button ring to me again this is my personal take seems trashy yeah nipple ring Seems kind of trashy, but like also a smidge hot.
0: Yeah. Like I'm fun and, and boho and like I I go to San Diego to have like. What about a
1: tongue piercing?
0: I don't think I'd be into it. I think I would actively be not into a tongue. Like that Correct. would, that would, I'm trying to say disattract. That's not what, like, that a would tongue not piercing,
1: be. I think more than anything stresses me out because it, all I think about is like the bacteria in your mouth just gathering yeah. on that. Period.
0: Yeah. Not a.
1: Okay, but here's what I'm gonna say: If you have a belly button ring, and you're over the age of 17, you need to take it out right now. And you know why? Because if you get pregnant, ever, that thing will stretch. Your belly, your stomach stretches. I have like stretch marks around my belly button now. It's not cute. Uh, And then that hole stretches, and it like doesn't go back to normal. And you, unless you like are some like just freak of nature who like gets flat abs again as soon as they're not pregnant anymore. Uh, it's it it's just one of those things that I personally don't think is gonna age well.
0: Fair, fair. Now, I will say this about like body jewelry in general. Have you seen like the girls that wear like the little like lace? The, like the like, the, the, like, the hip like
1: chain. Thing, hip chain, your... body
0: chain. Those look hot. Those are super hot.
1: I, I agree with that. But, I, I don't have a problem with like a body chain. Okay. At so much as I do
0: with a belly
1: button, I, belly button ring. To me, I just literally wouldn't like. Did anybody have those past two thousand seven?
0: I don't know. I don't think I've. I I actively am not like looking for them because they don't. They're not like an all I'm thinking attracting. About is it's not like a shiny the only object. Time I've
1: seen a belly button ring past two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Is you you know those sh- shirts that are like like moo-moo fit shirts that like have an airbrushed like hot girl body on them and then you wear them but like they're like kind of white trash and you like buy them for fun we all bought them for a jimmy buffett concert and like mine was like wearing an american bikini and she had like a tattoo like mm-hmm. again back to the 2000 early 2000s playboy bunny like sticker that was tanned into her yes you put it yes, on your like yes, lower yes. like stomach like almost next to your pubic bone by your hip mm-hmm. one of my friends bought one that had a belly button ring we were all like dying laughing about it like yeah. i just and maybe i'm a prude i don't know i just think no
0: yeah i i kind of think i'm like I no don't,
1: one's gonna take you seriously with a belly button ring
0: i just think of a situation where i'm like ooh, that's like super attractive and i just can't Maybe like a little stud kind of thing, but not the chandelier like you said.
1: Even a, even like a hoop, in my opinion, is like a hoops. I, yeah, it's think, like a, I think piercings can be really cool. Like I love sure. when girls and guys, but like when somebody has like a lot of piercings on their ear. Very cool. Yeah, like I think that's like really boho. I don't even really have a problem with nose rings.
0: I like a little like a nose stud kind uh-huh. of thing on the side. That's cool.
1: Like I personally nipple, will never get one, piercing. but I don't have a problem with them. Cool. Uh. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just it really gives me like lower back tattoo vibes. Yeah. And is anybody in 2023 getting a lower back tattoo? not no, ironically just not, not them on a bet like, uh, like that they lost.
0: Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I I don't want to offend people. Like if you have one, your uh, listener of the podcast, when you're offended. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, and I am also saying if you want, if you like it, it's all about what you like and you do you. We're just kind of coming from like a hey. I'm not sure about it. Sally's not sure about it. And Randy, I will give you the last word on belly button rings.
2: Go right there? A quick look on the Discover feed. Yeah, it doesn't seem they're in style anymore. Okay. Um, but I would say back in 2016, like high school and college, people still had them. They oh, thought. still, yeah. And, it was, And I'll say I thought they were pretty hot back then. Well, because you, you were know. in high school. Yeah, high school, they are hot. I mean, this
1: is probably aging me. I graduated in 2007, so I, like... Oh, sorry, I keep We would never have gone thing. to high school together. Oh my
0: God. I know.
1: I'm old. Uh, when people had them in high school, I was like jealous. I was like, fuck, like, they're so cool.
0: Because they're They're it, hot girls, so and so. You know where they come from to me? Or you know, they feel like they generate from like the, remember like the, the sexist beer posters uh-huh. where it's like a girl is holding Coors Light, like with no top and yeah. a belly button ring. And that's where that's where like that generation of, style like beach style team
1: let me just say though if i was out at a pool party like we were hanging out at like what would be a cool pool in austin i don't even know like the the fairmont pool the fairmont pool Mm -hmm. and i saw a girl with a belly button ring which would like not be unheard of probably at the Mm -hmm. fairmont pool i'd be like that girl's from a suburb (laughs) and she's probably 24. yeah and her her favorite drink is probably Red Bull Vodka.
0: You're just describing me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if this question See, is not from a girl and it's from a guy? <laughs>
0: yeah. See a girl with a body chain though? I'm like, dang. Especially the one that's like around the neck. You're and like, that, like, shit,
1: she was probably just in Tulum.
0: Oh, yeah. In Tulum. And she's on a yacht that's mm-hmm. somebody's, not mine. And yeah. The, the <laughs> chain that goes around the neck then like ties down the middle or the sides. Awesome look.
1: Okay. Noted. <laughs> it's body chain summer. Body chain Red. summer
0: for me. Uh, anyway, subscribe to the show if you want more tapes like that. Uh, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about it. Hit the hotline number 888 362 You think we're going to get a big hit in from Yeah, we are. We belly are. Button nation. Absolutely. Belly Absolutely. Button nation. People, so there are multiple people out there that hate us right now.
1: I don't want to call attention to my belly button, is the thing.
0: I don't either that's why i don't ha- i just i don't know i don't know what to say like our
1: i do know what to say don't
0: don't, don't have get one belly button ring yeah, i don't know i don't know where we're at with these things man uh where were we 888-362-6245 or you can write in at the link in the twitter bio at mail in podcast sally where can the folks find you
1: you're so dejected are you okay
0: <laughs> I don't I just feel like somebody's gonna get mad at us for calling their belly button
1: who care ring belly button ring nation gets pissed at us belly
0: button ring nation I we don't are, care. We are we sorry, are
1: sorry at- I'm not sorry like I that's a faction of the population I don't mind pissing <sighs> oh, on. oh
0: God okay
1: Randy's giving me eyes like uh you do not want to <sighs> piss off Jennifer with the belly button ring
2: we I'm just saying. I used to think they were hot. I, I, I haven't think, seen one in a while. They could see them. Like, yeah, that's still hot. But you were in high school and early co- college. Are gonna,
1: college. Are we gonna are we gonna
0: bring I'm, back belly button rings? Because of I'm this. saying,
2: if I see a girl with a belly button ring right now, I'm, I would have to see how it all looked. <laughs> and just be like, yeah, it could be hot still. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not hot. But I, you were thinking about like high school <laughs>
1: bodies right. who had not right. drank. Ten beers a night for like two years straight,
0: I, and that's why I said maybe it's a little it, how how it looks.
1: Okay, we need to people can show. find me at Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter.
0: I'm Brad Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. Please direct any uh, vitriol to Sally's social <laughs> media DMs. <laughs> if Don't do it a belly to me. Ring. And if you want to send a picture of your belly button ring <laughs> to the show, please send to at Randy on Instagram. He will be the judge.
1: He will post to our stories.
0: Yes. Thanks, guys. See you next week.
1: Bye.